Subscribe to Video Palace on Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. All episodes of Season 1 of Video Palace are now available exclusively to Shudder members. Download the app or visit Shudder.com and keep listening. Okay, so this is the tritone. Hmm. We're hanging out at our place with Kat, Dammer's best friend and an amazing composer. Can you just give us a, a little explanation of what that what that actually is. Yeah, totally. So the tritone is actually comprised of the most dissonant interval in Western music. It's the diminished fifth. And essentially, it was so dissonant that the Catholic Church banned it from music. I mean, you have what? to you have to think like this was this was way back in the day like, you know, single digit centuries, early teen centuries. Yeah. Um, and all music at that time was was sacred. So, you know, how could you worship any god um, with such a dissonant tone? Um, they actually even called it the devil's tone and in Latin it's diabolos and musica or whatever, but uh, it's pretty serious. Mm. Kind of grating, right? But, but it, you know, actually the, the thing I find most interesting about the tritone is the diminished fifth, the tritone, actually finds itself between two perfect intervals, the perfect fourth and the perfect fifth. And, and let me explain. The reason... Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I see that glazed we're, look we're, in we're your eye. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, the reason those intervals are, are deemed, you know, perfect um, is because the frequency ratio is exact. It's, it's perfect. And the diminished fifth, you know, is just a half step above a perfect fourth and just a half step below the perfect fifth. So landing on either side of that, you go, you go from the most dissonant interval in Western music to beauty, to perfection, to God's good grace. It speaks to the fragility of good and evil, right? On, on one hand, you, you have this, this perfect interval, and you know, just a little bit outside of that, it you know, brings out the devil. Kat makes her living licensing her work to music companies under the band name Cathars for Catholics, which is really just her by herself. Her real passion is to compose scores for horror movies. I talked about her before. She created all the music you're hearing in the show, the theme music, underscore, all the transitional type stuff. Back when I was making the first episode, she gave me a giant folder of original music and said I could use whatever I wanted. I recorded Kat walking me through it. Okay, here's a suspense cue. Nice. You might use this under you doing some research or investigation. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay, this, uh, this is in case you chase after someone or, you know, get chased. <laughs> I hope I don't get chased. I hope you don't need this, but some straight up horror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sick, right? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's great stuff, right? You should totally check her out on SoundCloud. Anyway. Kat's not just a great composer. She's a student of physiological sound, or effective sound. It's affect with an A. It's the study of how audio can affect our bodies and our brains. I guess it makes sense that she'd be into that since she wants to make music for horror movies. I told her about the white tapes, and though I was hesitant to tell her where they came from, I did share how they made me physically ill. thought she might have a theory or two about how that could happen. Is it possible you heard something like this? 
They say it can have a physical effect on oh, some people. No, you guys, have you ever heard of the brown note? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did yeah, a whole okay. episode on MythBusters. Right. Well, just for the record, I did not shit myself. I just uh-huh. felt sick. Shit. I felt it made me sick. I did not shit myself. I don't know. You did go to the. Bathroom. The brown note that Tamara was referring to is an urban legend of a crowd control weapon which used low frequency infrasound that, when played at a particular volume, would force people to, uh, let's just say, lose control of certain bodily functions, which include the color brown. But even if it wasn't an urban legend, which it is, the brown note would have to be somewhat louder than an old standard deaf TV with its built-in speakers in order to make me sick like that. And also, it does not exist. So, but back to why we brought Cat over in the first place. I played Cat and Tamara my recording of the second white tape from Randy's piano shop. <sighs> What the hell? Seriously? Yeah. And this is what made you sick? Yeah, twice. I yeah. was puked. Well, you're not sick now. She was right. Here, safe at home, the audio of the white tape wasn't doing a thing. I'm Mark Cambria, and this is the story of a strange videotape and a real mystery waiting to be solved. Welcome to Video Palace. Well, I don't want to get too technical here, but she was nuts. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you, did you see? <laughs> I didn't watch any tapes or play you anything, okay? Whoever left you that message wasn't me, man. So, how did you get these tapes? Mark, you want to uh, tell her you got them? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Honestly, I felt like a crazy so, person you know, explaining it all to Cat. You, you, like, you know the white tapes, that urban legend of VHS cassettes traded by an eclectic group of fanatics in the 80s and 90s, and maybe even the 70s, that put you in a weird state of consciousness and made you talk in your sleep? Yeah, it was, it was hard to say with a straight face. Even if I am finding myself believing in it more every day. Luckily, Kat took it all in stride, and I decided to ask for even more help. So I was wondering if maybe, uh, you know, since you're such a musical genius, um, mm-hmm. yes. if, mm-hmm. if you would be interested in possibly helping us analyze what's going on in the audio, if you would be able to isolate it and maybe just help us figure out. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I suppose I could, you know, give it a go. And oh, no, I don't, mean, I don't want to, like, put you on the spot. No, I'm no, uh, so much. It's, it's fine. This is weird. And I'm in. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Cat explained to me that my old VHS deck from the dawn of time had no digital out, so she needed to use a special analog capture card that she had. And maybe I'm just being superstitious, but because of all the controversy surrounding the white tapes, I didn't want her to take them with her, and she seemed to understand. She said she'd be back in an hour or so with the capture card and took off. It turns out that Tamara wanted to talk to me about something and this gave her a window of time to do so. All right, Mark, it's time to come to Jesus, okay? We need to have a little talk. Okay, do you want me to stop recording? No, no, you can keep recording. Uh, I am just, I'm super interested intellectually in the white tapes and what's going on. Yeah, sorry, look, I know know I'm getting really deep into this and it's kind of intense, but. Please don't interrupt, can I just finish what I have to say? Fine, fine. Thank you. Um, I think it's really cool. I want to help you. I want to help you find out what's going on. Um, but can we go over a couple of 
upsetting things that have happened with this whole thing. Like, okay, something has made you physically sick. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, that guy Shane almost beat you up, um, and uh, I just feel like. I mean, what about what happened outside of the apartment? Like, isn't that something no, that we no, be no? I'm not. Convi- no, I'm not convinced that that has anything to do with it. I think that's a totally separate thing. So. I'm just, listen, like, being around you while you're doing this, it's getting a little Look, I'm not going to stop doing this, okay? I'm not not going to stop it. I wasn't asking you to stop. Okay. No, (laughs) I wouldn't ask you to do that. I just, can you, let's see, can you just, like, be more careful? I just, I'm, like, worried about you, and I just want you to take care of yourself with Please. Yeah, of course. Okay. Got it. All right. Great talk. Thank you for your concern. It's hard for me to listen to that conversation. You sound like such a defensive douche canoe. And it makes me wonder if the white tape started like that for Thurman Mueller and maybe even Randy Wayne and God knows who else. Was this just a hobby to them? Was it a compulsion? Or did it start as an interesting diversion and then some mania got its hooks in them? I know Tamara's right, and I have to be a lot more careful than I have been. About an hour later, Tamara and I got to use our new video doorbell for the first time. Oh my gosh, Mark, look, 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 cat's at the door. Oh, let her in. Who is it? Cat. Just let me in. That doorbell actually is pretty cool. I can't believe we didn't have one before. Kat came in and set up her laptop, two decent speakers, and some oddball capture device that plugged into the RCA ports in the back of my VCR. And she captured both tapes. Enough for recording me. I'm gonna need a minute to do this. Kat did her thing for about an hour with headphones on, occasionally laughing out loud. <laughs> yes, okay, yeah. And then? All right, I found some stuff. <gasps> on her laptop and her audio editing software, Kat showed us two different zigzaggy lines that represented the volume of the audio, called waveforms. She zoomed in on one and a tiny piece of the beginning of the audio filled her screen told her a whole lot more than it told me. All right, um, okay, so take a look at this waveform here. Um, in music, we, we call it an anacrusis. It's like a pickup. Um, they also use it in the film world. If you've heard of a countdown leader, it's, it's basically the same thing. Um, anyway, I, I wasn't sure that, that this was it, but I, I took a chance and used the anacrusis as, as just the starting point for both tapes, and I played them together. So this is what happened. Do you hear that? Like the ch- is it chanting? There. Oh, hold on, I can actually bring that out a bit. Remember when there was that audio clip going around that some people heard as Laurel and some people heard as Yanny? Spoiler alert, it was Laurel. Anyway. Cat was trying to de-laurel this and yanny it up as much as possible. 
And once she was done, we heard this. Okay, and there's one more thing I found. When I take off the EQ, I hear this kind of melody coming from the two tapes. But like there are missing notes. And here I'm I'm listening to this melody and there are pitches that are just absent. Listening to these two tapes, I think there are more audio sources out there. So you you think there are more tapes out there? Yeah, at least one, two, two would be my guess. You, okay, you're not going to believe this. Oh, hey. <laughs> so, um, I needed to share this with someone who knew about the white tapes, so I called up Jacob Manders. He was the only person I talked to who had any idea that all this was a thing. I wanted to know if he'd heard about any of this. I played the audio for him and told him what Kat said, about there probably being two more tapes out there. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I never heard an exact number of how many tapes there are, but uh, from what I know, it seems like there are a good number of them, you know, a, a bunch of them. Oh, man, I should have kept the tape I had. Oh, yeah. Should have held on to it. I wish. If I'd known, I would have kept it for you. Got rid of it pretty quickly there. But, uh, I, you know, I got to tell you, I kind of let all this stuff go, but you talking about it has got me... Uh, Digging into some things and looking into okay, good. stuff I'm, I haven't looked I'm into for a while. Glad it's not just me. <laughs> but um, I have I have a bigger question though. Why does it seem like like just the video palace is the only place where anyone could find a white tape? Come on, you gotta be joking. No. Well, the video palace wasn't just the place to get those tapes. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's where those tapes were made. That hit me hard out of left field, but it seems obvious when I think about it now. I mean, Conway, Vermont is this tiny town. There's really nothing there except for this peculiar video store, which seems to be the only place to find these mysterious tapes. And who else could have been making them? You know, I found something from when I was, you know, got a hold of uh, Betts, uh, Mueller, um, when I wanted to buy some of the collection. Anyway, I... I when I found something that you might be interested in. It's an audio tape of Thurman Mueller being questioned by the police in Conway. I thought maybe you might be interested in that. Yeah, I think I'm interested in hearing that. <laughs> I thought you might. Actual audio of Thurman Mueller? It, it sounded too good to be true. The next day, he emailed me a really old audio file made for some PC software in the late 90s. And my Mac couldn't make heads or tails of the thing. But after some digging around the internet... I was able to download a utility to convert it. So much for the convenience of digital. If I had to guess, I would say that this was probably recorded on a portable cassette player like the kind an elementary school would have in the 80s. You know, like the kind where you would hold down play and record when you wanted it to record. The audio itself was horrible. It's as if the microphone was placed right by an air conditioner and turned away from the people talking. It, it dared you to understand what was being said. And I had to listen to it several times and mess around with audio plugins that I don't understand to make it listenable. 
But short of interviewing Mueller himself, this was as close as I was going to get. June 15th, 1994. Can you state your name for the record? Thurman Henry Mueller. You know why you're being questioned here today? Yes. And why is that? You think I broke into my friend Javi's house looking for some tapes he borrowed from me? Matt and his wife blames myself and Johnson for the disappearance. Which isn't true. He is my friend. Was. Was your friend. No. Is. As hard as I tried, I couldn't figure out the name of Mueller's alleged accomplice. It was weird to hear Mueller's voice. It had this off-putting familiarity to it. Like, like he could be your friendly uncle, or he could be the serial killer who drove the ice cream van around your neighborhood. It was hard to tell. Are you close with Mr. Diaz? We were colleagues. In what way? <laughs> we're video collectors. You know, like, like movies. That's why I was at his house, because of his collection. I'd been there many times before, and it'd been mine. I see. Is there a reason a video collector like yourself would travel all the way from New Hampshire to Conway? <laughs> Your town is home to the best video store in the world. It's funny hearing Thurman Mueller explain the idea of being a collector of rare videos to some small-town cop. I have no idea how exotic that must have sounded to that police officer. But he reacted in the way that a hardened skeptic might if you tried to read them their horoscope. And to think that there was a crime centered around a bunch of VHS tapes being swapped around by some eccentric old men. I mean, that must have sounded ridiculous to him. But I will give Mueller this. He was a cool customer and he gave up very little, even though I assume he must have had something to hide. But there was one exchange in the 28-minute clip that jumped out at me. About 22 minutes in, the cop casually asks him about how much time he intends to spend in Conway at the video palace. Then Mueller says this. Until we open the eight doors. Door? The stack. Doors to the stack. In the basement. <laughs> Seriously, what? Is he messing with the cops? Did the place have eight actual doors, or was he talking about something else? He doesn't explain anything. And shortly after that, Javier Diaz's wife dropped the charges and they let Thurman go. I played the audio of Thurman's questioning for Tamara. What is he, what is he doing? The eight doors? Like, do you think he's just nuts? I don't know. 
could go either way. Like, what is he talking about? Do video stores have basements? Is that like a normal thing? And like the stacks, like what, like stacks of videotapes? I don't, like I'm totally lost. Lost or not, the evidence was beginning to pile up. Jacob said the video palace made the white tapes and Mueller was obsessed with the place. And now, talk of a basement with eight doors? We both knew that this was only leading up to one thing. Do you know what this means? I do. It scares me to say it out loud. But? We have to go to the video palace. Video Palace is a Shudder original podcast. Please, be kind, rewind. Episodes of Season 1 of Video Palace are now available exclusively to Shudder members. Download the app or visit Shudder.com and keep listening. Love Video Palace? Share it with a friend on Apple Podcasts.